Sport. Grandstand cricket. There you go. That's it for the day. You can hear the bales. And that is Stumps. This is Grandstand at Stumps. On ABC Radio. ABC Sport Digital. And take us with you on the ABC Listen app. What a day of test cricket at Adelaide Oval where it was such a tense game with Australia 6 for 168. But then a 54-run partnership between Mitchell Stark and Travis Head really turned the tide. And Travis Head's innings stands out. 119 from 134 deliveries. His seventh test century and his second in a row against the West Indies at his beloved Adelaide Oval. And then going into bat, 95 runs behind. It's been a, a collapse from the West Indies against the might of Josh Hazelwood, who had uh, three overs, three for none. Then he had four for two, and he ends the day at four for 18, with the West Indies losing a wicket, sadly for them, right on stump. Six for 73, with Joshua De Silva not out on 17. I'm Andrew Moore, alongside Carl Hooper and Tom Cooper. The Hooper and the Cooper are here. And Josh De Silva, the West Indies keeper batsman, joins us. Josh that's a really tough end to what was a very promising start to the day and, and to this test match. Yeah, you, you summed it up perfectly. We had a really good, really good start with the ball. Um, Shamar Joseph was fantastic again, his first fighter in his debut. So, um, yeah, we couldn't ask for more with the ball. I think we probably surprised a few people, um, which was what we came here to do. And we just wanted to put up a fight with the ball. And um, just unfortunately, we couldn't come in, in the second inning with the bat and it just started off a little shaky. From that 10th wicket stand late yesterday, to, to go from 9 for 133 to all that 188. So there was some good feeling going into the inning. Shamar Joseph gets that amazing wicket first up. And he becomes just the fourth test cricketer in history to take a wicket with his first ball and finish with a five-wicket haul. Pretty remarkable. Yeah, fantastic. You know, um, he's always been telling us what he's going to do. He's gonna, he wants to make his name for in test cricket. So, um, yeah, he started off pretty well. Just hope he continues it. And um, he has all the talent in the world. You look at then the Australian batting lineup. They were two down at stumps. Some wickets were falling. Six for 168 when Carey was getting out. And you guys must have thought like we did. Boy, you're right in this match. Yeah, um, it was really, it was really good when we, we got those wick- those few wickets really quickly. Um, but yeah, um, we, we fought hard. We did well with the, with the bat. We pulled ourselves back in this game really well um, to just be a lead of 95. Um, I think it's the first time in a couple of years we've actually bowled Australia out. Um, so it's, it's pretty remarkable and the, the bowling effort was really good. We know you've got such an inexperienced batting lineup from three to six and Kurt McKenzie at 50 and he looked so good until he was out for 26. What is it though, Josh, against this unrelenting Australian attack? I mean, you're playing the number one side in the world. This quartet has more wickets as a quartet than any team in, in the history of Test cricket. What's the difference for, for these inexperienced guys coming in that they're going to take lessons out of from facing these bowlers and the unrelenting pressure? Uh, when you face the best in the world, there's a reason they're number one and the, the, the numbers don't lie. Um, we see that for that attack there is, is remarkable. Um, when you come up against them, especially in their conditions, um, they know what to do. They're consistent, most importantly. And yeah, we just we weren't up to the task in this in this second inning, but we still have a fight. I'm going to fight. We have Azari, who, is, who has test runs as well, and Rochi can hold his own. We saw Shamar Joseph come at the end there and, and play some shots. So um, it's not over yet, and I'm coming tomorrow to pour my heart out for West Indies. Yeah, I'm glad. Sorry, I'm glad you said that. Obviously, the tail showed some fight in the first innings, and you scored a really good hundred in that tour match. So you must be feeling good. Do you still believe that you can get a hundred-run lead and put the Aussies under some pressure? Yeah, of course. As you said, I, I'm feeling confident. Um, I feel really good with the bat. Um, so yeah, it's just for me to try and convert that confidence into runs out there. Um, that's the only currency we have, and we need to get as many as we can and get the biggest lead that we can to have, even have a fight with the ball in the second inning. Just seven to three for six. Obviously, Weston is up against it. What were the plans discussed 
weather last night. I'm sure you would have sat down with Jimmy Adams to get some plans, how we're going to approach the second innings. Um, if any, um, were there any plans discussed? Um, nothing out of the ordinary, you know. We just wanted to come and play some basic cricket, um, just the, the basics are what, what basically helps us and the fundamentals are going to get us through. But, um, yeah, as you said, the, the bowling was, was pretty good, the consistency of it. We just weren't up to the task. But, no, the plans are normal as any other cricket plans would be. We just want to play our back ourselves, back our game plans, especially and play the brand of cricket that we, we come here to play. Just one thing on your game, Josh. I don't know whether you would describe yourself this way. We were as a sort of compulsive puller hooker. You like going after the short ball. What are you doing in the first innings? How do you change that mentality where you're trying to keep the ball on the, the ground, I guess, and not fall to a trap where they're, where they're two men back? Yeah, I'm just trying to be as, as positive as I can but make the right decisions. Um, if it so happens that I try and pull them, I'm always trying to keep it down. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try my best to face it. I know I'm, I'm going to get a bit more of it. So, yeah, I'm up to the challenge and I'm going to fight my hardest with it. And that's the key tomorrow, right? Fight, as you say, try and get a lead and try and just keep building and, and getting some lengthy partnerships together. How do you go about thinking about that tonight into tomorrow morning to, again, put some pressure on the Australians if you can? Uh, for me, I'm just going to get something good to eat, have a nice sleep and come back tomorrow and just show, just show what I, I can do and hopefully get some runs for my team and somebody will, will help, help on both ends and we can build a partnership. Me and Zari have done it before in Bangladesh and a few other places, so we know he has runs and we're going to fight tomorrow. After you took a really good catch today, and we know you dropped catch yesterday, you took a really good one today, and there seemed to be a point to the dressing room. Was there a story about that? Uh, that was my 100th dismissal in Test cricket, so I was really, really happy with that. And uh, unfortunate what, what happened earlier on, but it's cricket. At the end of the day, move on, catch the next one, and, and take step by step from there and hopefully catch all that's come the next time. I think we had the stat that you've reached 100 at a greater rate than Alex Carey behind the stumps. And considering the inexperienced bowling attacks, I guess you've been keeping to over the last few years, that's quite significant. 17 not out. Let's hope you can build a big score tomorrow. Good luck. Thank you very much. Joshua De Silva, the West Indies wicketkeeper batsman, joining us here at ground level at Adelaide Oval with the West Indies reeling at six for 73 with Josh De Silva, 17, and uh, off to the last ball of the day went Justin Graves. Travis Head, boy, he's changed everything with his magnificent 119 in the form of his life after an incredible 2023 with big moments. He scored this century from 134 deliveries. This is how he went about it. Three slips are there. Around the wicket, Roach has him driving at this, and that's four. And that's Travis Head at his best. Around the wicket, here comes Greasy. Pitches up, and he slathers that out of the boundary. He was pitched up, it was wide, and he went after it, as is his want, Travis Head. And he slammed it through the covers for four. 3,000 runs for Travis Head uh, with that shot. A full shot here by Travis Head, high and lofty, out towards the Sir Edwin Smith stand for six. Shamar in, sits up for Travis Head and he pulls well in front of square for four. An imperious shot. Didn't get up enough to trouble him, he's got such quick hands as well. Around the wicket, Joseph, yep. bowls to Travis Head, you can hear the call of, yep, that'll be 50 for the local boy. The crowd acknowledges Travis Head, 50 from 77 deliveries. Look out, heads on the pounce, he watches and he drives and he gets an edge and it flies down to third man for four more. It wasn't supposed to go there, he was aiming squarer than that, but he got away with it. There's only two slips, there's no gully. Now Modi bowls his spin and down the leg side, it's flicked away by Head, it's going down towards the boundary. It might get there before uh, anyone can stop it. It does. Hits the rope. Yes, we're watching, we're waiting, and he's now driving. Driving for four! 
through the covers. It's a hundred to Travis Head. Playing on his home ground at the Adelaide Open. And the, the applause is all around the ground here. And he acknowledges it by raising his bat and his helmet in gladiatorial style. He watches now and he pulls the short ball away. The deep mid-wicket that's going up for six. Over mid-wicket. Here he comes around the wicket, bowls to head. It's short and he does pull it away. That's gone again. That's not smart bowling. That's six. That's six. And whether Craig Brathwaite had said, well, you know, try it again, he might hold out. This is the Adelaide Oval. He waits for Alzari Joseph. And he gives himself room. He hits it high in the air towards deep mid-wicket. Heading to the boundary field. The back, 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 back court. That's a great catch from Hodge. He was close to the fence and Travis Head is out. Caught Hodge. Bold Alzari Joseph. He gets his first wicket for 119 of 134 deliveries. Australia 8 for 255. And have a listen to this reception for Travis Head. What an innings it was. You're with Carl Hooper, Tom Cooper, Stuart Clark joins us. I'm Andrew Moore. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Travis Head, 119. We'll speak to him shortly, I believe. Carl, it's an innings like that that really changed the momentum of the entire game, didn't it? Well, it certainly did. We had a, it's been a fairly low scoring test match. 188. West Indies, Australia, 283. Um, the only person... You know, obviously standing out is Travis Head, 100 and, 115. Apart from that, you had McKenzie with 50. So, again, you know, showing his class, he's had a fabulous 12 to... to and probably was the difference between the two sides. Stewie Clark, welcome to Grandstand at Stumps, after you made your way downstairs. I've got to turn down. What a dramatic turn of events, though. It's six for one, six, eight, competitive game. The Australians end up with 283 and then just rock and roll. The West Indies with Josh Hazelwood. Superb. He had three for none and four for two. I think we always feared this might happen, though. We were always worried about, and they, you know, if you look at the first innings, they were the last inning partnership for the West Indies was 50-odd. Was and you just feared that the Australians, the wickets obviously hardened up. It's quickened up a little bit just with the sun on it, a little bit more rolling. And Hazelwood came out, and we know what he does so well. He bangs it away on a length, and he got the ball to seam. And the West Indies batsmen, they just couldn't do with it, and they nicked it, and, you know, Chanterpaul first ball, well, that's going to happen. You can open the batting, you get a nick one every now and then. But I just, the game was sort of set up. It's going to be a low scoring affair. Just unfortunately for the West Indian batter, they just didn't have the uh, ability to withstand the pressure delivered by Hazelwood, Stark, Cummins, and Lyon, which I, I really felt sorry for Graves at the end of the day there. Yes. I think it was just, you know, he guts it out, he'd worked hard. I think the umpire was fair enough giving that not out because it just didn't feel like it was out. But obviously, the replay and the technology said otherwise. Yeah, out from what well, turned out to be the last ball of the day for 24. Mackenzie is top scored with 26. But, Tom, you see it with inexperienced teams. That, that can be competitive and right in a game, but it's hard to keep going and not just do it for half a game. No, absolutely. And we've talked about that sustained pressure that the Australians have all game. And at, the, at 6 for 168, we thought that, oh, well, they potentially could have had a lead. But um, enter Travis Head and... We, um, the West Indies got some important lower order runs and Australia's lower order hang, hung around with Hetty and well, the game really sped up and uh, we, we feared once they got a lead of 50 plus that it might be lights out for the West Indies but we heard from Josh De Silva they're going to fight and 
who knows what the morning may bring. Well, let's relive how Josh Hazelwood carved through the West Indies top order. Chandapur gets a face and Hazelwood is in. Edge behind, he's gone! Josh Hazelwood strikes his first ball. And Ted Chandapur is walking off. The Aussies are in a huddle. Hazelwood to Brathwaite, turns a short leg taken! What a great reflex catch that is! And Travis Head can do no wrong today! His helmet comes off in celebration, high fives all round. A century and a sharp catch. And the West Indies captain is on his way. Brathwaite out for one, West Indies two down with just one run on the board. Hazelwood to Athanas, yet to get off the market. Shorty pulls at it, has the edge, and he's out. He's gone for a duck. He never looked like troubling the scorers. Alec Athanas, to be fair, he looked completely out of his depth in this test. He's gone for a duck. Your West Indies. Signal up. Calypso, Calypso time. Three for seven, still 88 behind. Josh Hazelwood has three for none. And is this game in danger of ending tonight? Hazelwood bowls. He's looking to drive his court at second slip. He's out. Smith takes another catch. Hazelwood gets his fourth wicket. He aimed to drive. And the ball flicked the outside edge. Straightforward chance well taken by Smith. And it's four for 19. Hazelwood finishes the day with four for 18 after starting his second innings with four for two. Carl, I mean, you're a young player. Once you've faced some great bowling attacks around the world, how much is it a mental battle when you're up against that sort of unrelenting pressure? How much of it is ability, which you must have to reach this level anyway, compared to the mental battle of getting through those really, really tough periods? I think once, you get, once you've gone to this level, it's all mental. Um, the reason why you're at this level is because you've, fit, you've shown that technically you're good enough as a cricketer. So you get to test level, it's all mental. And, and you know, you must feel for these young players. I mean, most of them have not played. 51st class games and to be thrust into this situation, you know, it must be tough. Um, you've got a, you know, a rampant Hazelwood who is, is probably one of the best in the world, you know, along the career, 95% of the time, hardly giving, you, hardly giving you any loose balls. And then you've got Mitch Stark actually pitching the ball up and swinging it at pace. And then a class act like, like Cummins, I mean, it's really tough. Nathan Lyons backing that up, 509 test wickets, so it must be tough. Three, four, five, and six for West Indies combined three test matches. I mean, you know, it's a tough ask. It's a really, really tough ask. The important thing now, I suppose, is learn from the experience. Um, I mean, I, I might sound a bit crazy, but I'm very optimistic. I mean, I like what I'm seeing. Um, you know, Mackenzie looks good. Um, even even Greaves this evening looked good. The one I'm disappointed with, I suppose, is Athenis. Uh, both the first inning shot and, well, not the first inning shot, so that was a misjudgment, but certainly the second inning shot. Um, but look, he's a young player. Let's hope he can, he can learn from the experience and come, when he comes back to these shores, he's a much better player. But, uh, you know, a tough, 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 you know, uphill task for West City to even try and take this game to tee tomorrow. 22 runs behind the Windies at 6 for 73 with Josh De Silva not out 17. Tom, do you share Carl's optimism? Like, we're trying to make a judgment based on two days of cricket. This is a whole new look West Indian team. Do you like what you see, or are you concerned with what you see? I think there's a lot of positive signs. I think they've come out to play. We, we see they've got the talent, and like, we, like Carl said, they're very inexperienced. They'll take a lot of learnings from playing the best or the world test championship 
holders. Um, so there is hope. Um, but yeah, they'll have to they'll have to learn and, and learn quick going up to the Gabba next week. And um, yeah, it could be a similar sort of story up at the Gabba with a pink ball. It certainly will be. The, the challenge for the West Indian cricket team is to hold on to these players and make sure they are here in four years' time. It's not about whether these guys will be good enough. They've all showed that they've got something about them, whether it be fight. They've all said all the right things. Um, I'm sure Shamar Joseph was yesterday saying, you know, they're, they're here to fight. It's not Mickey Mouse cricket. However, the lures of other forms of cricket will be the challenge, and I, you can't blame them for towing and taking the money to play elsewhere. The, the, if we can have this group of players come back in four years' time with only minimal changes, and I'm assuming they all play 20, 30 test matches, 40 test, whatever it may be in the next two or three years, and we see them again, well, they'll be a whole different team. And you've got to remember, in three or four years' time, they won't have Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins and Lyon to face. Well, maybe Lyon, he'd be 42 years old, but the way he's bowling, who knows? They'll have a whole different... 630th <laughs> They've got a whole different team. And all of a sudden, that's how ex that experience thing works. You can go from being the young punk in one series to the next time you turn up being the old because there are retirements and people get old. Well, Shamar Joseph. I mean, I feel like we're talking about him almost too much. But he scored 36 at number 11 yesterday. And he's done something that only four now test cricketers have done in history with a wicket from his first ball and a five-wicket haul. This is how Shamar Joseph, this exciting young quick, went about his business. Here he comes, Shamar Joseph, his first ball in test cricket to Steve Smith. It's a nick! He's got a wicket! The catch is taken! And the West Indies strike Shamar Joseph. He's almost run to the point boundary. Labashane is on the pull shot. Gets it to deep fine leg. It's in the air. He's out! The catch has been taken by Moti. A good catch. Shamar has turned. Shamar Joseph charges up and bowls the ball. It's beating the edge as he nicked it. He's out. He's out. Oh, what celebration for Shamar Joseph. He's gone on a victory lap towards the stand on the far side. He's being hugged and embraced by all his teammates. A third wicket for the debutant, Shamar Joseph. What a big wicket it was. Here comes a short oh. ball. It's stuck up in the air as it caught it short leg. It is. He's out. He's taken by Chanderpool in close. Another big celebration for Shamar Joseph. He gets his fourth wicket. Here comes Joseph again. Nathan Lyon is bold. Shamar has five on the boo. The arms are out. He punches the air as he runs to point, which we've become accustomed to. What a performance from this youngster. He has five for 94. After a wicket with his first ball, scoring 36 at number 11. And he's getting a well-earned hunt of three. Lions bowled by Shamar Joseph for 24. Australia 9 for 283. What a performance by this young man. And the Australian public, certainly the crowd here at Adelaide Oval, taking to Shamar Joseph. Carl, the rest of the West Indies attack, what did you make of it? I guess the positive, Justin Graves picking up two wickets as the fourth seamer. Um, and, and Kamar Roach bounced back well today with a couple of wickets. What did you make of the rest of their attack? Well, you can't follow the attack. I think, you know, obviously the outstanding performance was Shamar Jovis with Pfeiffer and Debu. Uh, just look, 12 months ago, we probably didn't see, probably didn't see Cummins batting. So if I'm, if I'm being positive, I mean, today we managed to bowl out Australia for 283, conceding an 80-run lead. It's just that the batsmen have got to come to the party. Um, like I said, they've shown enough, but we need somebody to get in there and carry on, not getting 50, get a, get a three-figure score like uh, Travis Head. I think you know, the, the bowling 
the two Joseph boys, I was going to say brothers, but they're not. I thought they were good. I thought Graves, I think he tried hard. I thought, in, in fairness, I'm being honest, Kemo Roach has been disappointing. He, he's gone, I don't know, he's getting a bit older. He's been around for a long period of time, but I don't, I'm not sure what I was expecting, but I was expecting more than that. Um, he picked up a couple of wickets at the end of the day, but really um, he's probably let down the two Joseph boys because I thought they bowled really well. I thought Azaria drove, I thought he bowled really well. He was probably a little bit unlucky, if anything. Um, but Carl's right with the batting. 50's good, but someone's, a couple of guys have got to go and get big hundreds if they want to be competitive. It's going to be the, the secret moving forward, isn't it? Because the next task, and this game's not over yet, of course, but the next task, Tommy, is a day-nighter at the Gabba. Now, you th- they think this is tough. Wait till then. Wait till then. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen how tough the pink ball can be here in Adelaide and to go up to the Gabba on a, on a surface that's bouncier and quicker under lights the pink ball that's certainly going to zing around and well, this South, uh, this Australian bowling attack will be hungry to uh, finish it in short time up there as well. I'd imagine that pink ball up there in, in Brisbane. We've, done, we've seen one other test up there. I think Sri Lanka played and the game didn't go a long time. The ball just... It, it swings around at the best of times up there at the Gabba during the day with the red ball, under lights with the pink ball. If there's a bit of you know, humidity in the air, it, it becomes very, very difficult for batting. You know, you like throwing up hypothetical questions. You like getting out the crystal, crystal ball. Crystal balling. We've got four minutes left of grandstanded stumps. Do we get Travis Head or do we not? Will he emerge? Well, I like crystal balling, but look, to fairness to Travis Head, I thought he looked a bit sore and sorry in the field. <laughs> he today. did, didn't he? he yes. looked, you know, you know, full credit. He got 100 and you know, he batted beautifully, so I'm not going to be negative about that. We'd love to chat to him, but the reality is he's, he's on the table getting a rub down, isn't he? Table or ice bath? I think he's doing both and it's sort of going between them. So. Yeah, he does have to face a media conference and was... Got to drop by on his way through, but we'll see what happens in the next few minutes. Um, but otherwise, we'll have a chat with Travis Head on the pregame show tomorrow, which starts at 9.30 local time, 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. But, Carl, you won't be with us because you're off as part of the coaching staff of the Adelaide Strikers across the Nullarbor to Perth for the um, game against that you must win against the Perth Scorchers. How are you feeling about that? Optimistic. I think we've got a, a good shot. Um... It would be nice to get Travis Head in that, in that 11 if he wanted to come down and play. But no, look, we had a session today and the boys have been playing well. Uh, spirits are good. Um, you know, shorty, we've got the two shorts up front with Weatherall beginning to find a bit of form. Young TK Kelly coming into his own. So we're up and ready for it and, and hopefully we can roll over the scorches. Is, is Travis had any, any chance of playing? Do we know if there's any sort of... Are we putting the call out now? What are we thinking here? Well, I was going to ask him, but I think there's no chance. <laughs> now, that would have been a fun question. As Travis said, walks out cramping <laughs> with sore hands and shoulders and fingers. Are you going to come and play for us over in Perth? I reckon he'd love to. Well, we've seen the helicopter the other day, so yes. who knows whether he flies in on the day, lands on Optus Stadium in the helicopter. All right, let's cast our minds ahead to tomorrow then. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Joshua De Silva promised fight, fight, fight. Let's try and get some sort of a lead. Will they, Carl Hooper? Now, you are an optimistic guy. What, what is in store for them tomorrow in that first hour or so? I'd be surprised if it goes to lunch. Um, you know, I've heard Joshua said before, fight, 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 but it'll take a little bit more than that. Quickly, Stewie, your outcome of this game tomorrow? Uh, Carl's tried to be optimistic, but I just don't think you can, can you? Six for 73. Does Australia bat again? Australia bat. Uh, I th- yeah, I think Australia bat again. They'll have to get 20. I'm going to say that. The silver will fight. You know, well, maybe 
maybe the Joseph uh, the Joseph boys come out and do what they did in the first thing, put on 60, 70, 80, who knows? But, look, it's uh, you would think that Australia are going to win this test match when it comes. If it gets to lunch, great, we'll all enjoy lunch. But, yeah, it's unfortunate, but the game is unfortunately gone. And the, the first hour, whilst it's crucial, it's not going to be overly crucial. The Australia bat again. The, we saw how the West Indies tail bat. They'll come out, they'll swing the willow. Can't see them getting too many in front, and the game will be wrapped up. Um, yeah, before lunch. See you tomorrow, Tommy. Good job, mate. Stewie, see you tomorrow. See you, Andy. Look forward to it. Carl, thanks for the last couple of days. Good luck with the strikers, mate. We'll hear from you at the Gabba for the second test. Yes. Good man. See you Good then. luck, Carl. I hope it goes well. Good luck for the strikers. Yes, indeed. Carl Hooper, West Indies legend, joining us here on Grandstand at Stumps. As we draw a close to this test match, heading into day three, the Windy's six for 73. Still 22 runs in arrears. Josh De Silva not out 17. Josh Hazelwood has four for 18 after Travis Head made a magnificent century to change the momentum. Catch you tomorrow morning from 9.30 local time, 10 o'clock, Australian Eastern Daylight.